0: Hi, I'm James Wedmore, host of the Mind Your Business podcast, and I've built an eight-figure year company selling digital products around my knowledge and expertise. In fact, this is what I've been doing in multiple niches for the past 15 years. And if you've ever wanted to do the same, or maybe you're trying, but you can't seem to get any traction, here's how I can help. As you can guess, you need an audience if you want to sell your stuff, right? But what if I told you that you don't need a big audience. You don't need millions of followers to get started. In fact, we see that it's with just your first 100 leads where you really start getting some momentum. I mean, think about it. Imagine that you're on the stage of a room filled with just 100 people in that audience right now. That's a lot of people. You don't think that a few of them would walk up to you after your talk and ask, hey, how can I keep working with you? Of course they would, and that's why I created Your First 100 Leads. It's a 14-video step-by-step training mini course that walks you through exactly how to get your first 100 leads fast. And the feedback and results from this free program have been amazing. Diane Shepard said, This is one of the best trainings I've ever taken. Jake Curry said, We have had 753 people sign up for this free training. Are you kidding me? Dan Netting said, I'm currently going through the first 100 Leads training. And James, I got to say, it's brilliant. This training is A to Z complete. And the best part is it's absolutely free. To register, simply click the link in the show notes of this episode. Thanks so much. And I'll see you there.
1: Welcome back to the Ambitious Bookkeeper Podcast, Shoop, CPA, your host. And today I am airing a recording of a free masterclass I hosted or co-hosted Flow Slow Queen. And if you want to watch the free masterclass, it will be up until July 5th. So if you are listening to this uh, after July 5th, it's probably been taken down, so you won't be able to see the slides, but you can still take a listen. Uh, The website address to access the actual presentation and the video is ambitiousbookkeeper.com forward slash replay. Without further ado, let's take a listen to your class. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming to today's masterclass. Alyssa and I are very, very excited to have you here. Um, As you have been hopping on, everyone's been sharing where they're from, so I love it and hopefully... Everyone can hear us. I've been, you know, you've been interacting, so I'm assuming you can hear us. Um, my hope today is to demystify exactly what advisory services are and hopefully empower you to start charging for the services that you might already be doing or undervaluing. And don't worry, you're in good company because I'm totally guilty of this too. Uh, we will try to wrap up with a Q&A or a chit chat between me and Alyssa. Uh, but but if you have questions as we go along, please either use the question, I think there's a question function, yeah, there's a Q&A function, or you can use the chat and just put a big Q in front of the question that you have so that um, we can grab that question and answer it as we go along. Sound good, everyone? Yay. All right, cool. So I'm going to let in- Alyssa introduce herself and then we'll get started.
2: So unfortunately, you guys can't see my face today. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because I'm really burnt. I am <laughs> just got back from the river, so I'm really red. So that would be all bad, anyways. Um, hi guys, if you don't know who I am, my name is Alyssa Lang. I'm the owner and founder of Workflow Queen. Um, if you haven't heard, we help bookkeepers and accountants from around the world to implement tech systems, automation, and really just get themselves truly removed from their business, hire team members, um, and we're specific only to this industry. And so it has been quite an exciting journey. Um, I also am a partner in magnetic bookkeeping and consulting. Um, My business partner, her name is also Alyssa, Alyssa True Love, and that is her real last name. And she is truly a unicorn. Um, We've had our firm, I've had a firm for about five years prior to actually letting go of that firm to go full force workflow queen since 2020. And then I was crazy enough to get back into it because clearly I couldn't get away. So decided to get back into the industry, owning a firm again, uh, starting in January of this year. So we've grown pretty fast. We've been offering advisory services as well. And I lean on Serena all the time for a lot of great information. Um, me and Serena have known each other since what middle of 2020 when you reached out to me, I think it was
1: earlier. I think it was the beginning of 2020.
2: It probably was. It was like the beginning of my journey. So Serena reached out to me. And if you guys have ever wanted to reach out to someone to to make friends with and stuff, I really do encourage you to do so because you'd be really surprised at the way that someone might respond back and actually be open to collaboration. This industry needs more collaboration in a virtual space. So me and Serena met in 2020. We have literally We are now actually best friends in real life as well. I am actually currently in Prescott, Arizona, which is where Serena's at, um, visiting for a before I go on a long-term three-month travel. And so I get to see her later. She's cooking me dinner. I'm so excited. (laughs) But thank you for having me. I'm just here to kind of man the chat. I'm here to throw some confetti and make it all exciting. Um, I'm so pumped to be watching this session. If y'all don't know who Serena is, she is literally one of the smartest Human beings that I know, and just an incredible asset in my back pocket, not just friendship wise, but also in business as well. So I will hand that over. And that's my very long introduction. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) So let me
1: move slides now. So, in case you're new around in my world, if you came from Alyssa's emails or something and you don't know who I am, (laughs) I'm Serena. I'm a mom of three. I'm, like Alyssa said, I'm based in Prescott, Arizona. I am the owner of At Course Bookkeeping, LLC, which is a bookkeeping and consulting firm for online expert businesses. So course creators, coaches, e-commerce, stuff like that. Uh, I'm also the founder and mentor here at The Ambitious Bookkeeper, and I host The Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. Um, I started my firm as a side hustle to motherhood. After I left my corporate job to have my second daughter and I built my firm on part-time hours and started out offering advisory services basically for free because I didn't realize what I was doing. Uh, So when I created the ambitious bookkeeper to help other accountants and bookkeepers start their side hustles or leave their corporate careers, I never even imagined teaching this advisory stuff, but at the last workflow queen retreat, my lovely friend, Alyssa and my integrator, Mariah, shout out to Mariah. I think she's on here too. They cornered me and basically demanded it. <laughs> so now here <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and get to it, shall we? All right. So you registered for a masterclass on how to sell advisory package, sell and package advisory services. But if you're, like I said, not new to my work, you'll know I love to over deliver <laughs> And as I was building out this masterclass, I kept feeling like there were some pieces missing. So today we're going to cover some common questions for people around what is advisory, different types of advisory, uh, tools that you can use for advisory, and then how to sell a little bit about pricing and packaging advisory services. Uh, and then last I'll talk about how to get started in advisory and building those skills. Uh, which I will be talking about a new program that I have launching for anyone who wants to go further together. Not required to be on this, um, this masterclass though. You are very welcome to bow out when it gets to that point. <laughs> so what is advisory? When I, like I said, when I first started my bookkeeping practice um, and started taking CPE to reinstate my license, I kept running across these webinars and podcasts about stepping into the advisory role and being that trusted advisor, but I was clueless as to what it was. So I started my practice and brought my 12 years of experience from corporate with me. And as it turns out that 12 years in corporate gave me a lot of this so-called advisory experience, but I had no idea that that's what it was. Like nobody was really connecting the dots for me on that. Um, What's more is that it was kind of easy. It came natural to me. And because of that, I didn't feel like I should charge anything for it, especially when it was just a short phone conversation most of the time with clients. And other times it would require some research, maybe a little Excel worksheet, but still fairly easy and quick. And it felt rewarding to be able to offer the extra help to my clients. Raise your hand if you can relate. (laughs) Then one day the light bulb went off (laughs) when a client basically told me that he didn't know that bookkeepers handled so much like that. And then I realized, oh, dang, this is advisory. So sometimes the best advisory services are given away for free because we think that it comes easy to us. But um, since it comes easy to us, it must not be valuable to other people. So one thing I want you to take away from today is not everything that is easy for us is easy for others and it doesn't make it any less valuable. So yes, (laughs) love the little emojis. Hey Mariette, what's going on? All right, cool. So I would say that anything above transactional work could be considered advisory and it varies. There's no right answer. And this is where it's like all those other webinars and things I I wish they would have just come out and say like, there's, there's so many different things that could be considered advisory and there's no right or wrong answer. Um, so basically anything that can add additional value to your client, I would, I would say is advisory. So let's cover some more tangible examples, because if you're like me, you hate that surface level fluff that tends to be floating around out there. (laughs) Oh, yay. Okay. So types of advisory, monthly meetings, profit consulting. So when I say profit consulting, there's, this can mean a lot of different things, but one example would be helping your clients become more profitable through growing their revenue or growing their client base or, um, anything like that. I mean, even cutting expenses can help the profit, but that's what I mean. When I say profit consulting, there's lots of things that you can just kind of like give your own definition to, um, app integration consulting, Sales tax nexus analysis. So if you have experience in sales tax and um, that whole world, that's another level of advisory process improvement, fixed asset management, controllership or oversight of a bookkeeping team or a book, an internal bookkeeper, doing business plans, budgeting, other types of um, strategic planning. Cash flow forecasting, tracking KPIs, tax planning. So, if there's any tax pros in the house, your tax planning is a very valuable service. <laughs> and then there's like ad hoc projects, like doing a one time break even analysis for a client or a project ROI, return on investment analysis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mariette. Cool. Um, so, take a screenshot, <laughs> then I'll move along. Um, So, I also would love if you raise your hand if you've ever offered any of your clients any of these services and haven't charged for it. (laughs) I should see all the hands go up. Yeah. (laughs) Every day. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, another question I get a lot is what tools are best for offering some of these advisory services? And I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys because that's my MO. I do most of my like revenue projections and things like that in Excel, because that's what I used in corporate. And there's a lot more flexibility for complex scenarios and even cash flow forecasting. I just feel like ex- nothing is really going to replace Excel. Like all the automated stuff, um, you still have to go through with a fine tooth comb. And by the time you've done that, it's like, I may as well have just created this in Excel. <laughs> uh, but there is a whole world out there of apps that do make some of this easier and more efficient. Um, for you to scale the service and get a better realization rate, so more profitability for you um, because you're spending less time doing it, but not charging less, right? So here's some examples, ProfitSense, LivePlan, Girab, Fathom, Spotlight Reporting. I'm sure there's a ton of others. These are the ones that I'm most familiar with and I've demoed all of these. Um, They all have their strengths and their weaknesses. There's not one Software that does everything perfectly, like in any scenario, not just with advisory, but for everything. <laughs> so once you get over that, um, just pick something that you your brain works with, right, and that achieves most of the things that you need to get done. Yeah, digits should probably be up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'd added all the things, it would just be like blah, <laughs> a ton of stuff up on that slide. Um, yeah. So anything that doesn't integrate with zero, I, I haven't really messed around with yet because that's what all of our clients are on. Um, will I provide access to the deck? I missed a few minutes. You'll get a recording. Um, so you'll have all the slides in there. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for not overwhelming us. I'm trying not to overwhelm you. Cool. Awesome. So now that we have some of the basics covered, let's chat about how to get started in this. And like I said, I'll actually be teaching these steps starting in July, which we'll talk about at the end of um, this masterclass, if you're interested, but I'm always trying to find ways to help you all get closer and more comfortable with offering insight to clients. And step one is analyzing financials. This is foundational in being able to move forward with like budgeting and forecasting, but also in explaining the financials to clients, which is next, right? So you start practicing meeting with clients. Once you have the analysis down, um, providing, I feel that providing client meetings is the easiest way to get started with advisory and getting more comfortable with providing strategy and the types of questions your clients might have. Even if right now it's more like educating the business owner on their numbers or interpreting their numbers and providing a space for them to brainstorm about how to make adjustments. And then step three would be budgeting and forecasting once you're comfortable with the analysis and the meeting with clients. Um, yeah, I'm seeing hands raised. Does that mean people have questions? I'll take a break here for a second. Have we missed any cues along the way? I am going kind of fast. Sorry,
2: guys. I'll slow it. I think down. you're going at you're actually going at a really good pace. Okay. Uh, I've been manning the chat. Not not much, um, other than more suggestions around like digits up on screen, but like we said you're more zero focused. So keeper won't be up there and neither were zero. Yeah. But pretty much everybody has been sweet. yeah, yeah, Yeah. Just go ahead. If, um, if you're having any trouble with the raising hand thing, if we don't see it, just drop your question in the chat. I will be manning it and supporting you guys as well. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Alyssa.
2: All right. So then, step four would be
1: advising your clients for growth. How I kind of um, briefly touched earlier on profit consulting. That's that's where this comes in. You're pretty much every client wants to grow, right? If they have a vision for their business, their vision is to make more money <laughs> or have more time back in their day. But it's usually both. Um, so they want to grow and scale. And so you have to learn what like taking what you see in the trends and across other businesses you work with and maybe other research you've done to help them grow and meet their goals and it's it sounds simple <laughs> it's kind of simple it's not always easy it does take time of practice and experience with with certain industries and clients and that's where niching down is really helpful because then you get to see the same type of business, but operated by different people. And so that you can see what's actually possible for all of your clients. Um, Laura says, do you always bake in the cost of monthly client meetings to all of your packages or do you position it as an add-on? That's a great question, which I'll actually be covering. So I'm just going to put a pin in that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, these are the, the four steps. Analyze, find, learn to analyze financial statements, start meeting with your clients, start doing budgeting and forecasting. And to clarify a little bit, budgeting in my mind, this is of course always my definition. You might hear other people with different definitions, but budgeting I see as like your annual plan. So your annual budget and um, your forecast would be taking your budget, revisiting it every quarter and reforecasting based on current trends and what you know is coming. So you always start out your year with a budget of like, okay, I'm going to hit like my, our budget is 250 in revenue and our, you know, our expenses are X, Y, Z, but then you get halfway through the year. Something weird happens with the economy, right? <laughs> so you have to readjust, you know, you're not going to hit your budget or you blow your budget out of the water. So now you have to reforecast all of those expenses. Um, so Hopefully that gives you a little bit of clarity on the difference between budgeting and forecasting and then advising for growth. Every business wants to grow. So you've got to figure out a way
2: to help them get there. All right. We have another question. Um, This is from Apple. I just want to really clarify to everybody here who's listening. Um, I've been dropping it in the chat, but yes, there will be a recording. There won't be like legit copies of the slide, um, but there will be a transcript and there will be a recording, which means that you can rewatch the recording. It's going to be available for one week after today. So we'll send it out right after and just rewatch the replay and you'll see the slides on screen and be able to take notes. So just want it. That was the question that's in the Q and A. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yep.
1: All right. And then step five is another hurdle in all of this might be actually communicating the value in all of this and being able to land clients that want this service. So i.e. selling the services. Um, And I've spent a few years (laughs) fine tuning this in my own business in a way that feels a lot less scary for me and more natural. And that's what I want to share with you guys today. That way, if you have all these skills in place already, you can hopefully take what I teach you today and implement it in your business to start elevating your services. So let's jump into that now. And at the end of this, like I said, I'll talk more about how we can work together to build the advisory skill set If that's something that you still need support in. Um, One thing to remember is none of this is going to happen overnight. You won't all of a sudden get comfortable selling these services after you do it once, and you won't automatically know how to deliver advisory services to every client in the exact same way. So all of this takes practice and repetition and more exposure to different clients and businesses. And I cannot reiterate this enough. Like, I feel like... (laughs) I'm gonna get get on my soapbox. Uh, I feel like everyone expects to be able to learn something in a course and then just go do it and make a ton of money. And it just doesn't work that way. Um, I do think we overcomplicate things and this took me way too long to figure out. Uh, and I had been giving, like I said, giving advisory services away for free clients valued it. They valued being able to call me for questions or having the reports each month with a summary explanation and being able to talk strategy with me. So the way that I approached it is I started incrementally increasing my prices on new clients to what I was comfortable with, like maybe a little bit out of my comfort zone, but for the most part, comfortable with, I could stand behind the price and I just started including the services in my packages. So that was Laura, um, Laura's question, right? Do I include it in my packages? So even my base package included a monthly meeting and each package above that included maybe one more thing. So if you take nothing else away today and you're like, I don't feel like upselling people, like you don't have to, you can just include it in your packages, Um, But you cannot go from hundred dollars a month on a client to $2,500 a month and, and, and stand behind that price and believe it for yourself. You have to build your confidence and build up to that. Um, So on this slide, I'm giving some examples of packages that would include advisory. So your base tier package might and this is kind of how it is for us now. Like our base tier package doesn't include monthly meetings anymore because there's still people that don't want the monthly meetings, but they need the information that they would have gleaned in those meetings. And they still get the communication with us. So our base tier package includes a Loom video uh, where we go, we we brief over like a dashboard and their financials in a five minute video. Super bite-sized, just hitting the key points. Um, And then they get their reports and then the middle tier package, they get um, their reports and a monthly meeting. If they don't schedule a monthly meeting, they just get a loom video. So some people are paying for a monthly meeting and they don't actually utilize it. And that's okay. (laughs) we just won some time back in our lives, right? Everybody did. Uh, And then the top tier package might include the same thing that's in your middle tier, the monthly meetings, plus the reports, plus an annual budget um, and maybe quarterly forecasting. And of course you can also, you can also do these services, like you can do an annual budget and a quarterly forecast for as a standalone service as an upsell. uh, But I've found that it's a lot easier to just include it in in your pricing and in your work. If someone decides not to use it, great. You don't you don't necessarily have to discount them either. Um, so, Laura asks, do you actually use the term advisory with clients, or do you just talk about the services themselves? I'm wondering if they'll be turned off by that phrase because it sounds too sophisticated for them, or they don't need it. Yeah, I don't use that term. <laughs> I think it's a really that's a really good question and a, and a point to make is that you want to speak to your clients in their lingo and their what's going to make sense to them like what how what are they going to value so some clients we say like if they're more focused on like being able to pay their bills and having the right cash we just say hey would you like us to help you with your cash flow and so they get all this but we present it as a cash flow forecast or just like Helping them stay on top of their cash flow, like it can be that simple, simplified. Yeah, um, but I think the, the best thing, honestly, to do is to talk to your clients and and try to, based on their pay, pain points, figure out like how how they talk about their problem and what they call it, and
2: work that into um, your language, if that makes sense. We have a and A question um, from Tamara. Um. So is CFO? Sorry, I was like reading my brain function. So, so is CFO services and advisory services the same thing, or a CFO services a type of advisory service? Honestly, like, do you want to answer this? If you want me to? It's up to you because I feel like we both have the same idea around. It's all just a fancy name. Yeah, it's, it, it's it really what, what it is. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and just like Serena said, I, I kind of wanted to like repoint this out. And this is something that Serena taught me. Um, is that You really are looking at their goals and also their, where they're currently at. And then you're kind of just like positioning it in that method. So if you have a client who's coming to you struggling with, um, maybe they're not receiving cash from their own people, their course creators and payments are overfailing. Cool. We can actually help you set up a system to gain those payments back and also maintain them in the future. So you just position it in a way where it's not just blanketed. It's just like hiring a business coach. It's like, okay, what are you, what? what in my business are you helping me with? Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so yeah, you can, if your client resonates with the term CFO services, cause I know that's a buzzword right now. There's a lot of businesses that are like, I need a fractional CFO, then market yourself as a fractional CFO. But if your clients are smaller scale and they feel like they don't, they don't resonate with that, they don't need a fractional CFO, then, you kind of have to talk to them like you know we can help you like streamline your internal systems or we can help you like do a f- cash flow forecast or collect your receivables quicker or whatever um yeah it doesn't have to it, it basically it basically is the same thing but like on the one of the previous slides i had all these examples of advisory services if i was only offering sales tax nexus analysis as an advisory service, I would not bucket that with CFO services, if that yeah. makes sense. Right. I agree. Um, I don't know what I would call it, but (laughs) it's another one of those things that like, maybe doesn't even need a name, but we've done it for clients because they needed it. It was a pain point of theirs to figure out like, where are they supposed to be collecting sales tax? They're freaking out because they don't want to get audited and end up with all these penalties.
2: So we just say we can help with that. (laughs) Yeah. And I do have to say for anybody who's confused, especially with the term CFO and advisory is sometimes when someone sometimes considers himself a CFO, they usually do the implementation alongside them. Remember that like you get to decide how much you actually will do the work versus for us and for Serena, it's the guidance. So the advisory and the CFO is all about guiding them. You're giving them the tools. It's up to them you're leading them to water, but it's up to them to decide to implement it. And then we check in with them and we keep them accountable. We make sure they're actually hitting their goals. Um, I think there was a question from Robin said, these tiers are your bookkeeping packages and you've included the advisory in that correct. Or are these advisory only? Those are our bookkeeping packages as well. So that includes the bookkeeping plus
1: like we, we deliver reports and a loom video to all of our clients. Yeah.
2: Sweet. For I think it's the last of all of your questions. Yeah.
1: We'll be back after a quick break. This episode of the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast is sponsored by my brand new free training, the ultimate guide to creating a profitable bookkeeping business. In just one hour, you will learn three keys to creating and launching a profitable bookkeeping business. We will map out your path to creating a bookkeeping or accounting business that keeps you in control of your time, priorities, and expertise from someone who built a six-figure firm on part-time hours. That's right, you can stay in control of your time, keep family as your priority, and serve your clients well. It just takes a little strategy up front, and I'm going to help you with that during this free training. So head over to the show notes to sign up now for the next training and find out how you can choose the work you do, kick imposter syndrome to the curb, use tech to be super efficient, which all leads to a profitable business. Just head on over to ambitiousbookkeeper.com slash training, and I will see you there. And that's where it's important to have a higher minimum price, right? So that base tier, it's a higher price than just flat out bookkeeping services that most people will offer, right? Um, And that's what I'm trying to to help you understand that it's okay to just build it into your, your packages. So you don't really have to upsell it. Like upselling feels gross to a lot of us. So I'm like, I love finding out different ways to do things. And, um, but it does require as we'll get into, it does require you positioning yourself differently, um, and being able to communicate your values so that people will understand why you, you're priced higher for your base level of services. Um, so Yeah like I just said, it's weird. It's like I created this presentation. <laughs> the next thing we need to be able to do in order to sell this as part of your packages is communicating the value. Um, again, another area we overcomplicate and we get all in our heads about. So one of the best ways to communicate your value is actually to ask better questions, which seems weird, but if you're used to act- asking, um, I just like lost my slides. Hold on. Something else popped up there. Nope. No, wrong direction. Cancel that. I don't know what's going on in my life. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Same. I think all of us can feel the same. There we go. We go. <laughs> like some weird window popped up and was like, Would you like to cancel? I'm like, no, no, I don't know what that means. Um, but if you're used to asking tactical questions on your discovery calls, like how many bank accounts do you have? And do you have payroll or sales tax? Then I'm going to recommend that you move those to an intake questionnaire before you get on a discovery call and save the discovery call for deeper questions because that alone is going to set you apart. Like I know this for a fact because I've had feedback from clients that say, I love that you don't ask those questions on our phone call, that you actually dive deeper into what I need, who I am, how we can connect and work together. Um, It's things that you wouldn't know people actually value unless you get that feedback from them. And I love asking people for their feedback to know that like what I'm doing is on track Um, so get comfortable with that type of stuff too. Um, so questions that would be better questions and better use of the time and set yourself position yourself in a different way would be, what are your financial goals for the upcoming year? What KPIs are you looking at to, to make sure that you are on track with those? What, and they might not have an answer and that's okay. They might just be like, oh, dang, I didn't really think about that. So there you go. You're already providing value because you're getting them to think bigger Um, and what do you think you can ask them a question? Like, what do you think are some of the things that are preventing you reaching those goals? Um, getting them to think critically about their business instead of just kind of not, not acting like a CEO. And so by the way that they answer these questions, you will, you'll have to think on your feet (laughs) and learn how to present what you do as a solution to their pain point. So again, something that will not happen without practice and, putting yourself in the field, doing this over and over again. Um, And then you'll explain your process as the solution. For example, when we work together, we can help you reach your goals by number one, monthly bookkeeping to know exactly where you're at each month. Number two, our monthly meetings or a video explaining your numbers. And number three, if you choose to work with us on a deeper level, we'll work together to create um, this, a budget or forecast every year and update it comparing to your actuals on a quarterly basis. And we will hold you accountable to that plan. So you'll have the recording of this. You can go back and re-listen to that, learn it, practice it, (laughs) implement it. Um, (laughs) Robin, not sure, sure whether to laugh or cry. I've been doing this all for free you and me both, I did the same thing. And that's why it's like, we just need somebody to like, explain, like you're giving this away. It's highly valuable there. Yes. You're going to have clients that maybe they don't value it. And so then it's a whole
2: conversation about, are you working with the right type of clients? <laughs> um, yeah, I totally, totally agree. We had a couple questions. You want me to stop right here or keep going? Yeah. Let's pause okay. and answer some questions. Cool. We have one submitted from the Q&A. This is from Stacy. I'm pretty sure I can answer this one. Uh, do you have an example loom so we can see how to structure it? I'm assuming, Stacy, you're talking about the loom that she sends with monthly financials. Um, just to give you guys a heads up at the very end, Serena's going to talk about ways that you can work further with her and all of this. Um, she is like me, where we are very transparent and give us so much information to our students. Um, so if you want to check that stuff out, she's probably includes that in her in her next level program, if you want to work with her, um, Serena great and super transparent in that capacity. Yeah,
1: uh, that's other- absolutely something I'll be sharing in my program.
2: Cool. I yeah. figured See, I knew, I know you, I know I your, your body. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah says, uh, do you price them at a monthly rate for I'm assuming the advisory is what she's talking about.
1: Yeah. So that previous slide where I had the the packages, all of our packages are pretty much like that. They're all flat fee. We don't do the only time I'll do an hourly is maybe for a cleanup or some ad hoc project that I really, you know, if it's like a system implementation or something like intense, and I really have no idea how much time it's going to take or resources. um, But other than that, all of our monthly stuff
2: is a flat fee, a package fee. Yeah. Sweet. And then Esther asks, um, can you tell us what you charge for these tier packages? I can say right now that if you are a part of BBA, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, bookkeeper business accelerator, which Serena does also, if you're one of my breakthrough students, she did a session. So if you're one of my breakthrough students on pricing and packaging, and she, uh, showed you all the tiers and yep. what prices and also how to structure it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure you have a little bit more on that.
1: Yeah. they I'm, I'm they're on my website. <laughs>
2: Yeah, (laughs) And those are,
1: those are minimum prices. It's always, there's always a caveat. Like we just like to give a price as an idea for potential clients. So they know the price range that things are before Mm -hmm. they even reach out to us, which for some people that's really scary because you might, you might be afraid of turning people away, but that's also important to turn away the people that are not, that can't afford you or that are not the right fit for what you're offering So it's, it's controversial for a long time. I didn't put prices on my website, but, um, yeah, if you're okay, getting on a bunch of calls with people that might not be the right fit or have a different solution for them, then, Mm -hmm. then you don't have to put your prices on your website, but
2: I do have some price ranges on my website. Yeah. Um, Laura says, do you charge a one-time setup fee, um, set up the annual budget? I'm sorry, or just part of the monthly package price. It seems like a lot of upfront effort. It is a lot of
1: upfront effort. Um, but once it's set up, it's just kind of comparing and you use a tool, like I'll use a tool like live plan for, for that. So it pulls in your monthly actuals and it's like a click of a button. Once your bookkeeping is done every month, it pulls in your actuals and it compares it to the budget that you had created. So yes, it's upfront. Um, some things are, that's just the way we choose to do it. Um, you don't have to, you could do a setup fee. It's all kind of like personal preference, honestly, like there there's no wrong way. You could do a setup fee and then have their monthly fee lower. You could do an annual, um, an annual budget type thing, but we like to just include it, um, in the, in the pricing and just know that we're going to put in a little more effort at the
2: beginning than later on. That's that's also the way that we do it as well is we just, It just comes with the price of offering the service. And to be honest, it really doesn't take that long to update your data. It really doesn't every single month. Like it should take you literally 20, 30 minutes. And if you have the bookkeeping up to date, you should be, you can have an assistant on the team. Like here comes the workflow queen. You can have an assistant on your team gathering that data and putting it on the spreadsheet. And then all you do is go in and do the targets and update, update the forecasts. and, meet with the client monthly. Those things sound like a lot upfront, but it's actually not once you have finalized number. Now, if you're doing a cleanup, you're already going to have to do a cleanup. Anyways, we don't count that into the setting up of the, the advisory and stuff like that. Um, I'm getting a Serena's actual website. I know Mariette dropped a link, but that's her other website, but this is hers. If you're looking for the pricing and stuff, um, do you want me to go with the other questions or what would you like me to do? Yeah. Do we have more questions? Let's cover those. Sure. Yes, we do. A lot of people saying great information. I told you guys, nobody believes me when I say how amazing and smart I call her about (laughs) life. People believe you. (laughs) (laughs) I call her about life problems. She always has great advice. And then like business problems. Great. Um, Nicole says we have been giving away these services as well. How do we trans, how do we transition the advisory service into a paid service for clients that essentially Nicole's been giving free information to
1: Yeah. I would, I would suggest do what you're comfortable with. There might be certain clients that are already kind of like pains in the butt and you wouldn't be sad if they left. So you could do a massive increase on them and hope that they leave or they stay and they pay your fee. You could roll out an incremental price increase by communicating with your client. Like this is, you know, something we've been offering. Uh, we're starting to increase our our pricing, um, to include this for future clients, I would like to get you to that price level over the course of the next year, or let them know, like, this is what we're charging new clients for it, but I'm, I'm going to give you a discount and give them a slight discount, you know, like anchor them in at that high price and then give them something a little lower there. I will be hundred percent transparent. Like I always am. I have clients that I still do this for that gr- are grandfathered in they're at that lower price. And I did not want to increase them drastically. They just get the
2: service and our new clients pay more. (laughs) Yeah. And I also want to just say it from a mindset perspective. A lot of us are convinced that if we don't like, There's no way that people would take this offer if I were to offer it to them. Imagine all the people that work for you. So say you have a social media manager, like how much every day you're like, I freaking love them so much. They deserve to be paid more. But how often do you really reach out to your social media manager? It's like, let me give you more money. But if she asked me, because I'm just busy, if she asked me, I'd probably be cool. Awesome. Right. So just remember, it's a lot about mindset and these people do appreciate you. It's just we've allowed them to take this service for free, but it's all about just being aware. Or did you send out a Google form and say, Hey, did you know that we actually offer advisory service for X, Y, Z topics, get a testimonial while you're at it. And then reach out to the people who say, no, actually I didn't know and pitch them. Right. Uh, Paula says, will this be part of the BBA elite program or a separate package to enroll in? This is part
1: of elevate. Um, So if you are in BBA, it's not included. Um, basically <laughs> it's a, it's a separate because not everybody wants to take their business to this level and not everybody needs the support in it. So I decided to keep the two programs separate. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Love yeah. it. Cool. That's oh. the last of our questions. Other than Karen saying, Alyssa, if you told me that the grass would grow purple tomorrow, I would 100% believe you. And
0: I <laughs> love, love you guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, okay.
1: <laughs> so that is that slide. Okay. So let's take a quick moment to talk more, a little more about pricing. Um, Cause I know some of you guys, like we've talked about, have been told that it's worth so much. You should be charging a lot for it, et cetera, et cetera. But like I said earlier, you cannot just charge an arm and a leg to clients. If you cannot stand behind the price, if you don't believe you know what you're doing. And if you haven't actually built the, the muscle, the practice in having conversations with clients, sometimes really tough client, client conversations. Like I've had to have come to Jesus moments with some clients about their spending and be like, this was your budget. You haven't hit your sales goal, but you're still spending as if you blew your sales goal out of the water, like your business might not survive. So if you are not prepared to have those kind of conversations, you need to start practicing having them because you're going to have tough conversations with a lot of clients. Once you start offering these services and it sucks, (laughs) I'm like, it can suck. You know, it's really exciting when they're hitting their goals and you're like, yeah, woohoo, celebrate. But you're going to also have some really hard, tough conversations with people. And, and you might also see that they can't actually afford to pay you for these services. So be prepared for that, figure out how you're going to handle those, um, and, and start practicing, practice the conversations, practice in the mirror, practice with a friend, um, all of that. So my big piece of advice is to start on a beta client for free. Like you just choose one of your clients. You might not even tell the client that you're doing this and practicing on them. It's just for you to practice doing these services. Um, and so, yeah, you're not going to get paid for something, but, but you're getting paid in the knowledge and learning, right. Or you can have a client co-create a process with you. Sometimes, um, what we'll do is when we want to start like offering something new or, create more of a structure to something. I will roll it out to a client and say, Hey, I'm a create, I'm creating this offer and creating this thing. I want to test it on you. I want your feedback, honest feedback on the whole process, the assets that we're using. So like, we'll create a PDF or whatever and have them fill it out. Like I want feedback from them. So you're create co-creating that process with them and you're doing it for free or a small fee, you know, maybe charge them for the consult call. Um, The important thing here is that you get the practice to gain the confidence of asking those deeper questions that might feel really nosy to you. Like asking them about their personal financial goals. You need to know their personal spending so that you can help them figure out if their business is making them enough money. You know, it's very personal. (laughs) So practice holding the client accountable too. And have, like I said, having those hard conversations with them. Um, Let's see. Lori says I currently have a client who's spending more on jobs and not bringing in enough revenue to cover what they're spending. Yeah, tough conversation. But they might not even realize it. They might kind of know, but they might not realize how bad it is. Or maybe they think it's worse than it actually is. Can go either way. People get into this avoidance thing when they know things aren't great. They avoid looking at the the numbers. They avoid looking at their bank account. Um, So you you have a you're in a honestly a great position to help show them
2: like from the numbers what to do next i have a, something to say on on that what you're saying um i think a lot of people sometimes don't business owners um uh, when you pitch the idea of we're not we're just going to call it advisory but we're obviously going to call it a different thing um when you're offering these types of services to people i think that they're hesitant to to commit to that because they know that someone's going to hold them accountable right and i think that if you can do your job at the beginning of Growing that sort of confidence in those conversations and say like, look, there's going to be some scary moments here, but these are all good moments and bringing light to these things. I'm going to help you with these things, but I want you to know you're in a safe space. So that can be one of your selling tactics is just making them feel good. Imagine if you're working with a weight loss coach, a lot of people don't work with the weight loss coach because coach because they're scared to admit how bad things have gotten. And it's scary to be held accountable. Well, what if I don't work out? What if I don't eat right? It's the same thing, but now we're talking about people's financials. They're extremely vulnerable working with you. So just remember that be patient with them. This is scary for them. And you have a lot of knowledge to give. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, you start practicing and then, You can, then you can start increasing your prices for all of the engagements as you gain more expertise and more confidence. So now begs the question, if you were to practice on a client, do you feel that you have the framework or the knowledge to do the rest of the stuff on this slide? The analyzing financials, the meeting with clients, the budgeting and forecasting, and then giving them advice in order to grow.
2: Oh, wait. (laughs) <laughs> i'll wait awkwardly right i will do the awkward silence before someone speaks up uh jessa says i have a client that is more of a creative and visionary but is constantly investing in new services marketing but not bringing in more revenue i think a lot of us can attest it's to all like entrepreneurs yes it's all entrepreneurs. constant education constant like information overload i think that's totally, totally normal. But how would you handle that? I mean, Serena, if you saw that I approach- have clients like that too. And I'm
1: just honest with them every month. I'm like, what's your plan? <laughs> what's your plan to cover this? Because it's not going to be sustainable unless you're okay. Continuing to increase your debt, but how does it really feel to be in debt? Like, is it, is it worth the $20,000 mastermind? If you're, if you feel pressured every month to launch or to, you know, sell more that you, and you're not confident in being able to sell that, then like, what can we change and how can I help you and hold you accountable? Um, so uh, there's a couple of my clients that definitely have this issue and, and I give them boxer access to me and they will literally like box me Voxer is like a walkie talkie. So it's just like a voice text. They'll box me and be like, I really want to join this mastermind. Please talk me out of it. And that's what I do. I talk about
2: it. <laughs> yeah. And they pay you money for it. And that's, it's hardcore purposes. accountability. <laughs> that's really what you're doing is, is ju- when you're advising, you're really just checking back in and watching. I think uh, Martha brought up something that I know that you're going to be covering and elevate, but she said, um, I can help with budgeting and analysis, but I guess I don't know how to advise for growth. Um, and I think that that's where a lot of people feel stuck. It's like, I can do the numbers, but what now? Right. And that's yeah. something you're covering, correct? Yeah. Your-
1: yeah. I'll be covering that in, in Elevate. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and again, like it's not something you're going to necessarily learn overnight, but there's a few things that there's only a few things that every business can do for growth. It's a matter of applying it to their industry with them. So, um, again, like I don't want to beat a dead horse or whatever the saying is, but like, it is really important when you start doing these kinds of services to actually get really comfortable with a certain industry so that you understand Mm -hmm. the trends in the industry and what's, um, what's a best practice in the industry and what's kind of a common thing for the industry to see and achieve and results that they get. Um, because you can't, you can't basically like, I'm trying to find it, figure out an example, but for instance, like you can't advise someone who has an online business in the same way you're going to advise somebody that has a physical store with inventory margins are completely different. You have a a huge staff that you have to have. Like, it's just a totally different business model. So you really have to understand the business model of who you're advising. Um,
2: yeah, hundred percent. Uh Taliva says I feel like I can do all of it except for budgeting and forecasting. Do you have resources where I can learn more about that as a service I can offer? You cover that, correct? Yeah, I'll be yeah. covering that. Um same as Martha, comfortable with budgeting, unsure how to advise. One thing that I do have to say um and me and Serena were just on a phone call the other day talking about this is for our consulting clients, we we have a niche, so it makes it a little bit easier, but also I really tune into um, my expertise is owning a business. Remember We are all business owners, just like the business owners that we help. So, just remember that. What did you do to have to get to growth? Maybe you'll compare yourself and say, "Well, they're making five million, and I'm making 100k." That doesn't discredit how much work you've put in to create a plan to get you to where you are. So, how can we um, implement those tiny things here and there? And I think, like Serena said earlier, is um, what seems like easy for you is literally so hard for other people. So, you can be giving advice like just cut off one hour of operating time every single week. And then their, their mind is going to be blown. So just tune into that and listen to that. I think is my best advice. Yeah. That's a really good point.
1: Um, or create, you know, using yourself as your practice client, like do a budget and a forecast for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'll have like a, you know, a template stop and like slow, like work through it slowly to to figure out what questions you're asking yourself to get to that budget and that forecast that, that you need to create.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. it's not my Slack. I put my notifications. Oh, there. I'm sorry. That's totally me. It's someone's probably going to I'm so sorry, guys. That was really rude of me. Um, <laughs> <little> <laughs> slack. this is what happens when you have a team y'all. Um, Heather does say, I know that we're like coming up to the end. Um, if we go a little bit over everyone, there is going to be a replay. Um, we're trying to respect your guys's time, but at the same time, there's a lot of questions that we're trying to support with Heather did ask about profit first implementation management as an advisory service. Is it an advisory service?
1: Yeah, I would consider, uh, well, I don't know profit first. It depends on what, what level of advisory you're offering with that. If you're just, um, transferring money for them, according to their allocations, they've already figured out. I don't really consider that advisory. But if you're the one figuring out their allocations and restructuring them every quarter to get them closer to their goals, that is advisory. Um, Karen says, yes, please go over. This is all great info. This is actually perfect because then we'll probably end the presentation. Oh, yeah, I'm right. I'm right at the end of the presentation anyway. And then I'll be talking about Elevate. So if you want to leave right on the hour, then you don't have to listen to me
2: blab about that. (laughs) I don't think that we have, we'll get to the bottom questions. Um, I think some of these things, uh, Christy asked about the difference, how do you explain the difference between the advisory CFO, fractional CFO, um, et cetera. When people ask you like, are you my CFO? Like, no.
1: Yeah. I would say like kind of reverting back to what we had talked about earlier, if your client resonates with the CFO type stuff, um, in my mind, like I came from corporate, and so my idea of a CFO is more front facing than a lot of people in our industry's idea of a CFO. So, what I mean by that is, I think what a lot of people in our industry think of a CFO is actually like more of a controller with like a finance, um, financial analysis type situation. Um, Whereas a CFO, I believe is more like going to help you get funding and going and talking to investors and things like that, that are like pretty big things that I would never want to do for clients. But the thing is (laughs) most clients, especially right now, I think there's the buzzword of a fractional CFO is very common right now. And so there's a lot of small business owners that are like, I need a fractional CFO, but really what they need is like a really g- someone to hold them accountable and to help them with a budget and a forecast and maybe manage their accounting team or their bookkeeping. So, um, it's kind of, again, <laughs> whatever you want to make it, um, and whatever your client resonates with go with that and just help them with their pain points and what they need. Um, so Yeah to uh, do questions for elevate. So I'll wait to come back to those until after I've talked about elevate fractional controller might be better. Um, but it, again, like even in the corporate environment, some companies have a controller that is very geared toward just accounting and making sure the accounting is running smoothly. And then in some companies, the controller is, is like a hybrid finance director. So they're they're managing the whole accounting team and they're doing the budgeting and the forecasting and interacting with all the other departments and things. So it's again
2: whatever you want to make it. (laughs) Yeah. Audrey asked a question about uh, do you use Slack? Probably because my Slack was going off Slack with, with your clients. Um I don't for us honestly no uh we used to in the past but I the reason why we stopped is because they really like over abuse it and it just has become like an issue. And so, and also even like boxer access, if you're giving all of your clients boxer access, like that's only for high-end people, in my opinion, because they're going to over abuse it. And the next thing you know, you're spending a lot of time. So just be very mindful of, the way that you allow people to communicate with you on a constant basis. Uh, Marina says regarding pricing, how do you decide to quote more than the minimum for each package? Is it based on volume or the complexity of the business? I'm curious what metrics or what else to consider when going beyond the minimum pricing package.
1: Yeah. So it's a combination of both complexity and um, volume. So I have a couple different examples. I have a client who is a course creator They are, they make about 500 K a year in revenue. Um, Most of their revenue comes from courses, but they have an e-commerce component. And so that adds complexities like sales tax and lots of different transactions and payment processors and things like that, that, you know, makes that a higher priced engagement. Um, I have another client who makes $3 million a year in revenue, but they only invoice, they only have five clients that they're invoicing and they, they, so their business is not that complex. They have like five expenses every month. They are not priced the same as I price that course creator with the
2: e-commerce component, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think that was the last of like regular questions. So I'm assuming, cool. cause there's a lot of questions about what is elevate, how, how can you help people implement everything that we've been talking about. Okay. (laughs) Audrey. Yes. I'm definitely being slack abused. (laughs) That
1: sounds horrible.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, even if like you have a team too, like sometimes you got to like ring in the people and just remind them. And if you want to get rid of your slack, just to give you a little piece of advice, um, you can slowly start to remove it. You can just tell them in 30 days, we're going to be changing all of our communication. It's going to go X, Y, Z, but give them time and give them space and give them very due diligence of how far out you will let them know of the changes. That's My advice for that
1: and creating a new, um, communication channel and new expectations. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. So, um, oops, I actually didn't finish talking on this slide (laughs) before I talk about elevate. I want to dive a little, a little deeper into like how it came about because, um, in April it was April, right. was your retreat. I had the honor of teaching some more experienced bookkeepers and accountants. At um the second workflow queen retreat. Shout out mm-hmm. to Alyssa and her team. Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. On some amazing retreat. Um, and after my session, some of the women were asking, like, why I wasn't teaching this stuff out in the world that i only teach... like from before this, all I was really teaching were the you know, people who wanted to get started with a bookkeeping business. I don't teach bookkeeping, but I teach you how to leave corporate and how to apply your skills and create a business. And my only excuse was. <laughs> a really crappy excuse. There's already people out there doing it. And it's really like, it's pretty ironic because I tell my students, because one of the objections we get a lot from our students is like, but there's already so many bookkeepers out there. Like who's going to choose me? Like there's not enough clients. And that's the, that's a BS excuse because There's lots of clients that want to work with someone like you, with your experience and connects different with different people in different styles. So the fact that I was using this as an excuse was like (laughs) a little ridiculous. Um, so Alyssa called
2: me out. I think it was you maybe. Oh no, 100%. And I was at dinner Yeah, and I sat you down. And you were just kept giving me excuses. I'm like, this sounds so crazy that like these people are dying to hear you talk about this. I literally like had to nail it into her. And finally she was like, I'm doing it. I'm like, good for you. (laughs) So yeah. So what your students want to learn this topic from you and the way that you are going to teach it. And so elevate was born. There we go. Here's the, and I literally, I think I shouted it out at dinner and I was like, for all the retreat people, like would anybody be interested in street? And everyone was like, yes, duh. And I was like, see, look, and that just validated it. And Mariah was there to just egg it on. And I was like, we got this. I know. (laughs) So, um,
1: elevate was born. It may not always be structured the way I'm going to run it for this first round because uh, like I'm huge on testing things out. Um, but here is what it is. I'll be teaching in four weeks how to build the foundations of becoming a collaborative CFO or controller, whatever you want to call yourself, um, which will in turn elevate your client experience with you. And we're beginning the week of July 5th. In week one, I'll be teaching you how to review your team's work if you have bookkeepers um, or review your own work. Hopefully you'll get to the point where you can hire someone to do the bookkeeping and you're doing more of this high level stuff and the touch points with the clients um, so that you're confident in the data without having to do it yourself. And this will come with a balance sheet, cheat sheet is like the biggest tongue twister. I don't know who created that term (laughs) (laughs) to help you get more comfortable with the balance sheet because the balance sheet is, is really how you're going to be able to review, um, review the work. Okay, and then in week two, I'll be teaching you how to interpret the financials and pull out KPIs that matter while prepping for your client meetings. Your bonus resource for this one is a KPI guide. In week three, I'll teach you how to compile and present those financials quickly and easily so clients understand and get, don't get overwhelmed. And this is where we'll be doing the five minutes. I call it the five minute financials. So I'll be giving you the five minute financial script examples of loom videos, um, and also a monthly financial summary email template. So we tend to send a loom video and a written summary with bullet points on the key things that we cover in the video, the, the KPIs, um, and the key numbers that we want them to pay attention to. Um, again, it's, an accessibility thing. Sometimes people like the videos. Sometimes people like to just skim an email and see those numbers and be good. They don't need to look at the whole report unless they have questions. Um, so it's about making it a really good experience for your clients and giving them the information that they need. Um, and then in week four, the final week, you'll learn how to guide your clients into better habits, making better decisions from their numbers and become that collaborative controller or CFO that they need. We will create a process to take your clients through, which you can also communicate during your sales process to increase the value you're providing. Um, and that bonus resource is the budgeting and forecast process outline. So it'll give you kind of a step-by-step milestones, what to do when, um, things to look at with your clients. Um, yeah, so you go on to this. And this is how it works. We're gonna work through the weekly content in a live teaching workshop format. So once a week, you'll set aside two hours. (laughs) I know it's kind of a lot for this live workshop to get hands-on teaching and training. This would be like working inside of my firm with me guiding you, training you through this process. You'll bring one client file to work on the whole month that you know really well. You work on your, um, or you can use yourself as your client, right? Your own books. Um, This means the bookkeeping is complete for at least six months. So we have some trends to work with. The data is clean and you understand the client's industry pretty well, um, or, or you're willing to do the research on the industry to understand, understand it better. Okay. So during the workshop, I'll teach a lesson and then we will workshop a demo client while you follow along in your own client file. And then you can ask questions as you go along working on it. Like, um, you know, what, what would you ask the client in this scenario? Or like, I see this expense is really high, like different things. Like I will help (laughs) I don't even know what questions are going to come up, but I will help you through them. <laughs> um, and I work in zero, but I also know QBO. So my thought is to either teach in the software that is most common among the group, or I'll just use both um, and kind of toggle between the two. And um, we'll be using Excel. So make sure you have um, either Excel or Google Sheets is good enough. Um, and maybe we'll be using Live Plan because I use that for budgets. Um, that way you can kind of see how a software can function and help make things more efficient. Um,
2: and then you'll, what was that quick? You, I wanted to paint something that you just said about um, uh, one of the things that you do in your calls, how people can bring those questions. I have to say that y'all, I have been part of advisory service programs. And I called Serena one day and I said, I think that what you're offering in Elevate and the way that you approach things is, is higher tiered than all these other generic advisory programs, because I found that they're just giving you the tools and they give you some tips and tricks here and there, but they're not actually like allowing you those those conversations that are based off your scenarios for your clients. And that's what, if that's not the damn worth the whole damn thing, like ultimately at the end of the day, we all want validation and Serena can help validate your answers to the scenario, which a lot of these other places and people are not doing. I just wanted to paint that like, that is something that, is worth every piece of it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. The, I mean, the idea is to really like help you build the skills. And when I was reflecting on how I learned these things in corporate, it was because I was in the room with someone else who knew the questions to ask. And so yeah. you start absorbing those that, um, you just start absorbing that. And then you, it just like piles up in your brain, I guess. I don't know, but I want to be able to share that with people, um, in case you haven't been exposed to that. Um, and then in the group format, there will be other people in the group that have great points to share as well. I
2: won't be the only one. Um, I think it's beneficial when, when you, you've done a good job of showing me how to coach better. Like, I think that when you watch somebody coach and ask you questions, you're going to better be able to pinpoint them out for your clients as well by being in those types of settings where they're not just pre recorded things where you can't actually ask your questions. So, remember, there's back end value that you will become a better, a better consultant.
1: Yeah. And again, it's, it, it, can, you'll continue to need to exercise that muscle and practice it. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're also going to get access to a group Voxer channel to ask questions between calls related to the content or your clients as you're working through and practicing. Um, And like I said before, Voxer is like a walkie talkie where you can voice note, you can text, you can send pictures and videos. I don't really want your pictures and videos unless it's like a spreadsheet, (laughs) but (laughs) uh, we'll just keep it rated PG, PG PG 13. Um, (laughs) kidding. And you'll get access to the replays of the workshops that we do together for life um, in a training portal. Um, This will also be a small founding cohort to beta test this format, extract the knowledge so more bookkeepers and accountants can serve their clients better. Um, And as Alyssa already kind of mentioned, like our industry has a dried out antiquated way of teaching yeah. Um, but you know, like if you were, if you hung out for this whole masterclass, this is my style. And so if you don't like it, don't join. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will do like, I am, I am huge on making sure that people don't feel stupid. Any question is valid and I'll make sure that you have a sol- solid foundation for growing your team and, or providing these advisory services. Um, all right. And. Um, anyone who decides to join in this cohort will also get access to three months of our new ambitious leadership coaching program with my integrator who helps me lead my team in my firm. So, um, and that will be starting in August. So when you step into advisory with clients like Alyssa just mentioned, like it's also kind of coaching and consulting and you're going to need to elevate your leadership skills and perhaps build a team so that you're not the one doing all the bookkeeping in addition to all of this. And we want to help you be successful in that. So um, that's why we're offering you a few months of the leadership coaching with Mariah and she's amazing. Like she's my right hand inside my businesses. Like she helps me through mindset and she helps me balance ideas and strategy. And, um, she's a life coach and she has business experience. Like she, this woman is amazing. <laughs> so, yes, um, <laughs> yeah, the leadership coaching membership comes with two monthly group zoom calls with Mariah, um, where she'll be working on all the things, leadership mindset, um, maximizing performance from your team, strategizing ways to help you and your team thrive and, and all that good stuff. So the, the value is there for sure. Um, so here's the investment, um, 3296, uh, pay in full or three payments of 1197. And, um, we're limiting it to 20 spaces because I want to make sure that everybody gets the, um, the experience that they need and, is able to actually get results from this. And sometimes when things get too big, there's not enough touch points and I don't want anyone to get lost in the shuffle. So um, the Voxer channel opens July 5th and the first class is Wednesday, July 6th at 9.30 a.m. Pacific. Like I said, it's two hours long. So um, if you cannot join all the calls, it might not be as valuable of an experience,
2: but you'll still get the replays. So I will leave that up to you. (laughs) <laughs> that is um, your call. <laughs> we have a couple of questions. If you yeah. want me to read them off for you, um, by the way, I've been dropping links guys. Um, she has two separate links for each product. Um, just so you guys know, um, this can be paid off by like one or two clients. And I'm talking about m- only one month's worth of fees. I'm not talking about like our average is around a thousand dollars per month to just consult and our, and advise our clients. If you have the right guidance and you show up because Serena can only do so much if you don't do the work, if you show up, you can have this paid off in full and make a shit ton more. So Jessica has a question and says, will elevate be offered at any point, other points in the future? Yes.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, absolutely. It's, this is just the very first founding cohort. I'm running it in this format, in this live format to see like how well it works. Um, Yeah and to make sure it's like a sustainable way to teach people. Cause that hands-on guidance is really like the missing piece for so many people. And so I can't imagine it
2: being much of a different format. So, um, but yeah, I will be offering it again. Sweet. Um, Anna says, do you have or do we need to have experience in CFO advisory to take this course No absolutely not like this is going to give you the foundations
1: you might need you might need longer to practice everything that you've learned like practice it on a beta client for a while or practice it on your own books before you can go out and feel confident in selling it but you this will give you the foundations that you need like i'm going to cover the basics of of everything like reviewing the financials the things that you need to look at. Um, and again, and then from there, it's really just practicing and, and absorbing.
2: Uh, Jessica says I'm due with baby number five, by the way, congrats on July 25th. How could this work for me?
1: It's yeah. If you're due with a baby,
2: <laughs> I mean, you can, <laughs> I, <can't wait. laughs> and I
1: have three of those. I would say like the last month of pregnancy is usually like you have lots of energy, um, because you're like nesting. So you'd be, you, you probably be, would be okay. Um, and then you'll get the recording of the final call, or you can just sit back and watch it. It's, it's really up to you or you can wait it for the next round. I'm not going to like make you feel pressured that you have to join because like babies are really important. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah.
2: Uh, this will be here again (laughs) yeah it will be remember that these things will be back um remy has a question remy was at our retreat last time uh remy said would it be crazy to join this while i'm not even done with breakthrough so if y'all don't know we offer a program called breakthrough um this is in conjunction like they support each other if you're in my program breakthrough obviously we teach you all about how to systematize each of your services If you are going to be taking this, just think about the things that we've taught you in Breakthrough about document now. So as Serena teaches you all of this stuff, immediately document in in Notion in the ways that we've taught you in our program, but these go into conjunction and Breakthrough's lifetime access. So you don't have to worry about putting something like this off. Remember, this is really going to make you extra money while Breakthrough will make you more efficient to give you more time to therefore give you more money. (laughs) They come in conjunction is what I'm trying to say. Um, Becky says, I'm so excited for this. Serena and Alyssa are honestly the two most amazing (laughs) and, and down to earth coaches I have ever met. I have taken both of their courses and also all of the workflow Queens items, and it has been a game changer and we love you both. Becky. You're the best. Everyone's like shouting out Mariah. I'm just like obsessed with Mariah. It's not even funny. Um, I am brand new onboarding my first client, but this is something I'd like to budget for 100%. Yeah, now you're aware of around the pricing. Just remember, um, I, I'm gonna just speak on Serena's behalf. Um, <laughs> everything is always uh, due to fluctuation. If there is a change in pricing, it's probably because she's added more bonuses or more team members to support. So remember the pricing might not remain the same, but you have an uh, idea set that time aside and start pricing your clients higher now to be able to offer these types of things. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, so I'm assuming Serena, I guess there could be a good question for that. When you're brand new, is this the right time to do something like this? Brand new in, in what regard? Like brand new to bookkeeping? Um, it just says I'm just brand new, my first client. So I don't have the info for that. It
1: really depends on your experience. Like if you just have one client and you have 10 years of bookkeeping experience for a company, like you're ready. Mm-hmm. If you are really brand new in bookkeeping and you're not really familiar with a, your one client's industry yet, and kind of the nuances there, um, it might not be the right fit yet. Um, but if you want to
2: chat through it, feel free to DM me. Um, so Kier- Kiersey says, are you, oh, by the way, I did drop Serena's inf- info. If you go to Instagram at Ambitious Bookkeeper, you can actually voice note with her um, and chat this through or email them at support at ambitiousbookkeeper.com. Um, because this is an investment, but a okay. good investment. So talk through it. She's willing to be open and honest and let you know if you're not the right fit for right now. Uh Kiersey says, are any of these bonus items offered a la carte? Um
1: the only one that would be at this point is the leadership coaching with mariah um and there's actually other options for that too um if you go to ambitiousbookkeeper.com/leadership coaching does leadership coaching have a hyphen mariah <laughs> no i don't even know the link <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have a team serena we know <laughs>
2: really hard not have to um, so that right. would
1: be the only one that is offered all a la carte um and that's a rolling i think a rolling membership option so um
2: yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much it at this point uh jamie says they're ha- uh having issues with uh clicking the links or copying them um if you guys have any of those issues like i mentioned reach out to them at support at yeah. um or even if like you happen to be following me or something ask me i'm more, more than happy to give you any information that you need to point to this information uh robin says thank you has to jump off and yeah. a lot of people are saying this has okay. been wonderful jessa does is wondering about, do you know around when the next one will be offered and will the price increase?
1: Yeah. Not sure yet on the price pricing. Um, but the next if, if we fill 20 spots in this round, we'll be offering it again in August
2: Yeah, <laughs> that gotcha. way, like no one here gets left out basically. <laughs> yeah. Martha says, I'm still making my way through this as a sauna course. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know if I have room to add this, but it sounds great. Um, I think that for us, my program is lifetime access. Just remember all, almost all of ours. Mine is yeah, mine um, so remember that as well, um, that these things can be simultaneously used. Um, if you are in my Asana course, we do have a lovely session on time blocking. And so <laughs> that can help you with time blocking all the things. Um, I needed to do both elevate and breakthrough, is what Karen says. Yeah, there's a lot of. um, Here's the thing: these we're asking you to take things to the next level in your firm and what we offer, um, and that's because our true mission and something that me and Serena talk about all the time is to really get you to a point where. Right now, I'm on a, about to go on a three-month like travel, middle of nowhere. I don't even know if I'm on the internet, and I've had to work really hard to outsource to my team. Serena's also got her own thing going on that she's really built what she has to transfer it to other people, to have the lifestyle that you want, that we have lived by. And we want these things for you, but it's going to take work and it's going to take a high level program where you have access to coaches that really know what they're doing. Um, Sarah says, while I would follow you anywhere, June has been a sucky like last June. Um, a lot of people, it seems like that's the thing right now, but you said that there will be something in the future. Um, Remy asks again, what time are the calls?
1: 9 30 a.m. Pacific to 11:30 30 a.m. Pacific. Um, so whatever time zone you're on, you get to figure that out, <laughs>
2: yeah. um, on Wednesdays. So, and justice says, so ambitious three month leadership coaching is not part of the program. It is, it said. is, it is for this, this, this round. Yeah. 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 So if you join this round that is included in the package, all yeah. says, I have to hop off. Will there be a replay? Yes. We will send it out to y'all, um, as well. Um, I don't think that was the last of all the questions that I found. Hopefully I was able to yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah. Yay. Thank you everyone. You've been amazing and you'll get a replay link in your email um, hopefully today, if not yeah. really
2: tomorrow. and um, you guys were the best. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been great. And then if you guys want to get in a hold of us, um, there's the Instagram on um, your screen there, ambitious bookkeeper or workflow queen seriously take advantage of voice noting serena right now if you know i'm serious like if you need to have a conversation we're not asking you to trade a 30 dollar value but there's a lot of freaking value in this but you need to talk it out she's more than happy to do so and i'm more than happy to attest to how incredible uh serena is and how much of an asset her brain has been <laughs> Loretta
1: said, "This is her first time attending. Oh, one of my webinars. I thought you said it was your first time attending a webinar, and I'm like, you're going to be sorely disappointed every webinar you ever attend after
2: this, <laughs> right? I love Loretta. Hi, Loretta. Hello, hello. Uh, thanks, Serena, Alyssa. Great info. Super tempting. Uh, we'll discuss with my business partner. Yes. Do all you guys do the due diligence. Remember that we are not the type that will push you into any corner. Uh, we are very transparent with when it's not the right fit. So please yeah. feel free." Um, yeah you got deadline.
1: So deadline, I don't know if anyone asked, but since we, since we start, um, our first call is on July 6th, you have until 5.00 PM on July 5th, 5.00 PM Pacific
2: to, to join that way we get, everyone is there for the first call. (laughs) Um, and someone asked where to voice note Serena. Um, if you go to Instagram at ambitious bookkeeper, um, if you don't
1: have Instagram, send me a Facebook message, um, or email support at ambitiousbookkeeper.com.
2: Yeah. Cool. I think that's all that we have here. Did you have anything else to share? I, I don't. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you everyone. We will talk to you
1: some other time. <laughs> I <guess>. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>